Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgate, and I'm your host Rattlesnake, coming at you live from Austin, Texas. This is your NASCAR podcast for Belly Up Sports, and if I sound any different, that's because I have a new microphone, so we're going to see how it sounds. I'm a little concerned about it. It seems like it's not picking up my voice quite as much as the last microphone, but I also know absolutely nothing about audio or audio quality, so maybe this is better? I don't know. I know the last microphone was terrible. I sounded like I was talking into a tin box. So I, I tried to up the value of this podcast a little bit for everybody that listens. Hopefully this works out. If this does works out, uh, if it does work out, then this is how I'm gonna sound from now on. Hopefully you can hear my beautiful voice a little bit more clearly than previously you could, but we'll see how it goes. So, this was a big week, not only in NASCAR, but also in Twitter, obviously. Um, I had the pleasure of dealing with a lot of hate on Twitter this week, like an impressive amount of hate in, uh, from Twitter this week. Um, I think it was Thursday night, maybe. Uh, I, I tweeted something at Ryan Blaney. It w- in case you missed it, he said, uh, one of my favorite finishes as a kid Classic Mr. Where Did He Come From Harvick. Okay, cool. So my only thing was this race was in 2011. And I was just thinking in my head, that's a weird time for Ryan Blaney to say that that he's a kid. So I just commented, weren't you like 18 when this happened? Not really a kid. I thought it was a pretty reasonable claim to make. I've made a lot more... um, you know, obnoxious claims or ridiculous claims. That one I thought was fairly reasonable. So he decided to quote tweet me. Um, He said, 17, if you can't vote, smoke, drink, or serve in the military, you're still a kid. 
okay? Uh, I, I had a slightly different childhood, I think, because I, I just kind of understand the concept of a teenager versus being a kid, but, you know, to each his own, I still thought it was kind of a weird thing to tweet out saying, when I was a kid, when it was only like nine years ago, that's that's not very long ago, and I, I, I just thought it was strange. So, like I said, he quote tweeted me, um, and from there, it just unleashed all hell. It was a lot to deal with because um, that day I was driving out to uh, a ranch that has absolutely no service or signal, so I don't think I fully comprehended how serious <laughs> this was going to get, but I dealt with so much. Um, at least I got to enjoy my time at the ranch. Didn't find any anything to shoot, um, but it was a good time at the ranch. Nevertheless, I just wanted to go through and read some of these comments just so everybody gets to see what I get to deal with on a daily basis for having this podcast and being so much smarter than everyone else. Uh, I, I think it just upsets people a lot. So, um, you know, here's a couple comments from Chris St. John. Um, actually, 17, but nice try at trying to be a troll. Okay, thought uh, that was interesting. I didn't really, I, I didn't try to be a troll. I was just stating my opinion. But, you know, that's neither, neither here nor there. Uh, this one from Ty Notnin, 18 years old, is still a kid. Um, no, it's not that you're just wrong. Um, Bobby Love said, lighten up. Okay. I mean, I guess I didn't think I was being too critical. Um, Marco, the, you, the untied shoe Flores. That's actually, eh, okay. Uh, he just tweeted one of those memes where like a nerdy actually kid, um, Mike awesome man, this guy's got to be fun, um, he said, you must be fun at parties, exclamation point, and I, I don't, I, I think he's being sarcastic, but at the same time, I'm like, hey, I am pretty fun at parties, and if Mike Awesome thinks I'm fun at parties, then I know I'm fun at parties, uh, Jason Perez decided to reply to that one with skulls, like, man, I am dead, never coming back from that one, and, I mean, granted, that did have 69 likes, nice, um, I mean, he was 17, he could very well be a kid as long as you please, okay, <laughs> that's a weird stance to have, um, I'm 28, so I guess I can still claim to be a kid as long as I claim to be a kid, because I want to be, um, Let's see. Oh, Travis Flippin. I think the only person that actually agreed with me on here. He said, I thought the word for that was teenager. Boom. Let's go, Travis. Here we go. Um, Tiffany said, let's give Cherry Gaten a break. Maybe they're 18 and, you know, don't know how dumb the things they're saying are right now. <laughs> I don't know. The, the overreaction, I think, from people is what really blew my mind. Um... Guy must be a real blast at parties. I, I don't know what what this is about because I think when you're 17, uh, you're you're not really a kid. Because of that, I'm not fun at parties. And I'm here to tell you, I'm not fun at parties for many other reasons other than just me not thinking a 17 year old is a kid. I'm not fun at parties for a lot of reasons. Um, that has nothing to do with it. I'm just kind of an asshole. I think that's mostly why. 
I'm not funny. I don't like big crowds uh, of people I don't know. I'm very cynical, and I don't trust people I don't know. I think those would be some of the reasons I'm not fun at parties. Uh, I get too blackout drunk um, and just destroy something. That, those are all valid things for me not to be fun at parties. Uh, and that was from Michael Brooks. And he said, 29, and I still feel like a kid. Um, okay, that's weird. You should not feel like a child at 29, Michael. That is strange. You need some help. Um, somebody here said I was in the military at 17. Boom. Roasted. Um, Sid. Um, some girl said, you're so cute at any age. And I know she was referring to Michael Blaney, who is cute. Um, but I decided to say thank you for that because I just like to, to feel like people also think I'm as cute as Ryan Blaney. Um... Let's see. I find it kind of sad that people don't have anything better to do than criticize you in the middle of the night. This is by Kylo Jen. And you know, Kylo, I, I got to agree with you. I got to agree with you. Although I don't think it was really criticism. I think it was just me stating a valid opinion that I have that I think most people would agree on. Um, it is kind of sad that that's what I have to do in the middle of the night. I think you're right, Kylo Jen. I need to get a life. That's that's just absurd. Um, Dylan Whitlock. Hell, I'm 24, and I still think I'm a kid half the time. Also weird. You should not think that you're a child when you're in your 20s. Um, so I, I, I don't know how I feel about that one. Um, let's see here. How come you're more likely to respond to negative tweets than positive ones? Um, I mean, I, I guess I see your point there, Samantha Coons. But at the same time, I don't think I was really being that negative. I think I was just stating my opinion. Um, I, I guess, you know, and then the rest just go on from there. Of People uh, thinking they're roasting me, calling me an asshole, um, all the above. Just really all the above. Um so I had to deal with that. that that's that been fun. I will say, I think I got what the kids call, um, and by this I, I do mean actual kids, like 12-year-olds, uh, what the kids call clout from this. I got a little bit. Uh, my follower count went up a little bit. So I think I'm just going to start, quote-unquote, trolling people by stating my opinion. <laughs> They'll never see it coming, those stupid, stupid assholes. Uh, in more... Twitter hate news, I had to deal with a little bit more hate, not as much, um, and then this is going to go into discussion that I kind of wanted to talk about for this entire podcast, other than just complaining about how Ryan Blaney attacked me. Um, I tweeted two days ago, when when all of this news about the next-gen car was coming out, um, I just said, so let me get this straight, there's a chance NASCAR could look like this, obviously, you, you can't see the image, but go to my Twitter, um, if you don't have Twitter, you're missing out on a lot of great content. And if you don't follow me on Twitter, you're missing out on quite possibly the best content. So anyway, I said, um, there's a chance NASCAR could look like this with a single lug nut, hybrid engines, and racing around parking lots in big cities within the next two years. So essentially, NASCAR just won't be NASCAR anymore, right? Obviously, that's satire. Um, NASCAR will clearly still be NASCAR because they own the rights to that name. 
was kind of satire, but I think it was more, I think most people would understand this. I, I was just referencing the fact that it won't be um, nearly the same. There's so much changes are going to happen that it's going to be hard to tell what NASCAR used to be based on all these changes that they're um, proposing. And, you know, I, I cited all my sources for that also underneath the tweet because there was the fan council vote to say what design they prefer, which I'm going to get more into um, in a little bit. Um, Bob Pachris tweeted about the single lug nut that's been confirmed. Uh, there, there have been multiple talks of hybrid engines being introduced into NASCAR, so that's not really much of a... Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner speculation anymore I, I think that's like that's gonna happen I, I i don't know i'd have to look and make sure that nascar's actually stated that for a fact but i'm fairly certain that 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 is happening hybrid engines um i'll get more into that as well in a little bit and then also adam stern um back in november tweeted about how NASCAR wants races in new markets, quote, uh, especially in major cities, as soon as 2021, including the possibility of street races or temporary courses next to stadiums. Um, so I, I, I didn't make any of that up. That tweet came from all factual things that NASCAR is um, possibly introducing, if not certainly introducing, and I just think all those things are a little absurd, some more than others, obviously. Um, and people were not happy at me on Twitter with that one either. I got a lot, a lot of hate. A couple people agreed. Thank you for those couple people. Um, but yeah, I got a lot of hate. So I don't know. I, ha I feel like I've been fairly tame recently on Twitter. Um, and people just don't like what I have to say. And that is why I host a podcast, because people don't like what I have to say, so I say it. Um, let's just get right in then into the news with the next-gen car, because that that is what's going on right now, and it's insane. Every All the news that's been coming out, William Byron tested the next-gen car, Phase 3 prototype version is what they're calling it. It was built by RCR, or at least assembled by RCR, uh, the chassis are all going to be the same. I'll get into that. Um, he raced at an auto club, and obviously that was for Chevy. And so by July, all teams will have versions of their own cars to test. And these cars will be racing in the 2021 season. So in less than a year, these are the cars that we will be seeing on the track. It's a spec chassis, which means... The chassis is going to be built by a third party. I think it, the the company people are speculating it to be is called Prototype. I, I don't know. Anyway, they're going to build the chassis, and so every team will have the same chassis. Um, so it's all going to be the same. Uh, the, the cars will have 18-inch wheels that are, you know, they're a little larger and they're aluminum. They will have rear diffusers on the back, and a fifth gear, 
which is interesting. Um, I'm, you know, I'm a boomer, so any kind of change scares me, uh, but we'll get into that. Smaller rear spoilers, supposedly. Um, this should be interesting because they've tested the car a few times, and they've tested a huge spoiler. I say huge, but it's what we have now, unfortunately. I wish that wasn't the case, but it's it's what we've seen this season, that giant spoiler. Um, I've seen them test that size spoiler, and I've seen them test almost no spoiler, just like so minimal. Uh, which <laughs> I think most NASCAR fans prefer, but um, they're saying that there will be a smaller rear spoiler. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be somewhere in between there. We'll see what happens there. And here's the real um, the real problem that I don't think anybody's happy with is the 500, 550 horsepower. Um, you know. We'll get, I guess I'll, I'll talk, I'll go through everything else here. Um, 2023, they're saying, is when they'll possibly introduce the new engine package. And with this new engine package, you can expect to see uh, features from electronic components. Um, so a hybrid engine is essentially what that is, because that's what hybrid means. Um, it has electronic com uh, components to it. Um, the plan is that there will be extra energy stored during braking and under cautions that then can then be used during um, under green flags and I guess increase the horsepower. So I, I, I don't know how I feel about this, but they're saying that we could see possible some some type of electronical um, aspects introduced into the engine. Um, sooner so you know possibly 2022 probably not 2021 but 2022 they're saying we'll probably see some of this already going on the big news that came out was the single lug nut tires um with those eight inch aluminum wheels they're bigger and they're aluminum um apparently nascar decided that after doing tests that it, it's just safer to have a single a single lug nut um and safety is always good Safety is always good. Um, I don't think anybody likes this at all. I don't think anybody was asking for this at all. Um, even people that are okay with all these changes, I think, are still kind of like, eh, I don't think we needed this. And that's the group that I tend to agree with. Now, NASCAR claims that this will not affect pit stops. They're very adamant about that, that um, this won't affect pit stops. This was merely due for safety, it's not going to be like F1, where they're just sitting there waiting on their knees, ready when the car pulls up, just whack, real quick and, you know, change it, they're claiming no, they still have to wait behind the wall, um, fuel's gonna be the same, everything's gonna be the same, um, but I just don't believe that, I just really, I can't believe that, and I think what, you know, they're gonna try to keep it the same, they're, they're going to have to jump over the wall. They're going to have to go around all sides, get the tires off, you know, all that. But the way I've been putting it is I think this is, you know, you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. And NASCAR desperately wants to change. They don't want to be, in my opinion, NASCAR anymore. Um, so I don't think it is going to stay the same. If it stays the same, it won't last long um, because... 
Pit stops have always been a really important part of NASCAR. It may It's something that makes stock car racing really enjoyable because of pit strategy. That's something that NASCAR deals with more than any other um, racing series, at least to my knowledge. And so it makes it really entertaining because it's all about the strategy, about when you're going to have to pit and how talented uh, the people in your pit are to be able to do it quickest and get you out of there perfect. So one, I think, you know, it does take away a lot of the skill. And I'm not trying to, you know, downplay what these guys do in, in what the pit crew does, but it does take away some of the skill. You know, rather than just hitting all five of those real quick, and knowing exactly where to go, um, it's just one. That's it. That's it. Um, so that's one thing. And then two, what about, let's say in 2023, when we have hybrid engines and they're reserving that energy, what is going to happen to pit stops? I mean, I, I just, to me, it's going to change. And this is the beginning of that change. And if you like change, then that's great. You will like this. But if you like NASCAR, then I think you shouldn't like change. I know that might sound contradictory or it might sound weird, but why would I want NASCAR to make these changes to be like these other race series? I don't watch those other race series. I don't watch F1. You know, they want hybrid engines. They want single lug nuts. They want the 18-inch aluminum wheels. Um, they want to change the design and take the, possibly take the number off the side. I don't want those changes. I want NASCAR. That's why I have a podcast about NASCAR. Uh, you know, I, I I don't want these changes. There are certain changes. Fine, I understand. But I just don't like these changes. Um, like I said, they're talking about changing the car design. They sent that out to the fan council. And I mean, some of these options were just ridiculous. Like I said, some of them don't even have numbers. They're clearly just trying to make it more uh, appealing to sponsors. Hey, if we take away this huge number right in the middle of the car, instead of that number, we could put a big Hooters logo. And there you go. Now you got to pay more for it. And so they're just trying to make it more appealing for sponsors, but that is not the way to do it. NASCAR's always had the big number on the sides. And sure, people will show pictures from like the 50s. Um, okay, that I don't care. I'm sorry. I'm not saying I don't care about the you know drivers in the 50s, but let's be real. The modern NASCAR, what we've all been alive for, we have the big numbers on the side. Other series, you know, F1. They, I don't even know what numbers they they have. I don't know what their numbers are because you can't see it. That's a big part of NASCAR is what number the driver is running. That's a big part. Numbers are historic in NASCAR. It's a big part of the sport and you know talking about uh making them smaller moving them or even removing them i think is ludicrous uh, and it's just really sad that that's something they're considering so you know the goal to all these changes that nascar's proposing is to cut costs because they want to allow for more teams to get into nascar um and to be more competitive and that's great. That's all NASCAR needs to focus on. And I've always said this. Cutting costs is the only important issue NASCAR has right now. Um, I just think they're going about it all wrong. So currently cars um, cost roughly you know around $200,000. And Bob Pockris recently uh, tweeted 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. That these cars are expected to cost around three hundred thousand dollars. So, you know, initially, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense because now the car's actually gonna cost more than the current cars we have, and you know, it, it's it has new tech in it. It's it's new. It's clean. You know, all that stuff. I get it. I understand. But that doesn't help cut costs. That that is a, a way from the main objective of cutting cost. You know what car is cheaper is the Xfinity car. And, and I feel like they did a pretty good job with that. Um, so these cars are going to, in fact, cost around $100,000 more. And that's uh, an estimate right now. I guarantee, I guarantee it will, it will go up from there. At minimum, it'll be $350,000, if not $400,000. I'm fairly certain we're going to see it Minimum of $400,000. Minimum. Uh, because that's an early estimate. And I know that's low. So I don't think this is cutting costs at all. In fact, I think a lot of the smaller teams initially are just going to get wrecked by having to purchase all these new things. It's going to wreck them. And it's not going to be good. And the idea is that long term, it's going to cut costs. Um with these changes, I don't know how much long-term we're going to see of NASCAR. And that's just my honest opinion. And this is what it comes down to is uh, I, I've always looked at NASCAR, you know, obviously as a fan. But in another light, I look at it, at it as somebody that does marketing professionally. Um, I've always been interested in marketing. And the best route you can take when you're doing this is making sure you give your customers what they actually want, right? If Taco Bell decided, well, that's not a good example. Let's say KFC, okay? Let's say Popeye's came out with that chicken sandwich. Everybody loved it. Why? Because everybody loves chicken sandwiches. Look at look at Chick-fil-A. And um, two, they sell fried chicken. It's Popeye's. That makes perfect sense. And I'm sure their revenue... Um, showed how much people loved it uh, kfc came out with their donut sandwich or whatever and i think that's great genius um it's funny it's quirky it's fried chicken there you go but if kfc instead um wanted to release a tofu burrito i think no one would go to kfc anymore <laughs> and, and not only that but they stopped serving their fried chicken they're just selling tofu now. Um, I don't think people would go to KFC anymore. Or you would 
essentially be building a new audience um, from scratch, but based off a franchise, one of the largest fast food industries in the world, um, that would immediately be uh, losing money. Immediately. Because now you say, fuck the old fan base. Let's build an entirely new audience now that we're already one of the largest in the world and just forget about our old fans. And that weird metaphor somehow is how I'm trying to explain what I think NASCAR is doing with these changes. And it's something that they did when they tried to expand beyond their reach, in my opinion, um, in the ni- in the 90s, 2000s, things like that. They left behind their core audience. And I've always said this. This is one of their biggest mistakes. They're trying to leave behind their core audience. They're trying to get Hollywood. They're trying to get New York, you know. They're, they're trying to be a, a bigger entity than they actually are when... In reality, NASCAR is just, uh, it's not just Southern, but, you know, let's be real. The South is what um, keeps NASCAR alive. That's just a fact. But beyond that, it's it's working class Americans. You know, it's people that like cars. It's people that like, it's similar to the NFL audience is what you get with, with NASCAR. And NASCAR is constantly trying to get away from that. And so... With these changes, now all NASCAR is trying to do is appeal to new target audiences that they don't already have, um, sponsors that will bring in money, which is fine, um, and manufacturers. Because these changes, you know, the 550 horsepower, that is something that Toyota's been pushing. And that is something that other manufacturers have showed int- more interest in, is that 550 uh, point right there. They want a lower horsepower to appeal to other manufacturers, maybe Acura, maybe Honda, who knows. But with these changes, if you notice, you know, I said, you know, targeting manufacturers, targeting new audiences, uh, targeting sponsors. The one thing that I didn't mention and something they're trying to target with all these changes is their current fans, and that's your biggest problem. That And that's what I've been saying this whole time. A lot of people will say, well, just wait until we see the product on the track. And that's a very good point. But I have to make speculations. I mean, I have a podcast, so clearly I'm going to make speculations. But more so, everyone should be making some kind of speculation. Uh, because if these changes don't work out, this could be the end of NASCAR as we know it. Well, technically... It will be the end of NASCAR as we know it, but it could be the just the end of NASCAR, in my opinion. Because the audience they're trying to target already either has a racing series that they're already interested in, or they're just not going to be interested in motorsports, both of which are totally fine. There's no reason to try to get people that love F1 into NASCAR. If they cared about NASCAR, if they cared about a, v, a loud V8 engine in a stock car, around oval tracks, they would have already come and been a fan. Because a big thing about NASCAR is the culture that's around NASCAR that the fans have organically built just because of the type of fans that are NASCAR fans. And that type of atmosphere is appealing to a lot of Americans. But they're trying to target this new demographic. They're talking about having races in parking lots next to stadiums in big cities, and I have hammered this point since that news came out. I made a YouTube video to over on Burnt Rubber Racing Network on YouTube, 
And I made a whole point about this. It just blows my mind. That's that's even in consideration. That's insane. I understand you want to cut costs. I understand that attendance is an issue. I understand that you want new target audiences or new markets to race in, which I, I disagree on in some of that aspect. But none of that, you know, defeats the, the defeats the point that you do have to maintain a certain image of respect for yourself. If you are racing NASCAR in parking lots next to stadiums, you lose all respect. Even if attendance is down, even if viewership is down, even if the you are losing money, the last thing that you can possibly give up is that image that you have for yourself, is that self-value. And that's exactly what you're doing if you go and race at parking lots in stadiums. They've talked about Manhattan. Who the fuck in Manhattan cares about NASCAR? And if they do, they are not going to stop being a fan because you don't have a race in New York City. That's insane. That is insane. I mean, that blows my mind. I, I just, I can't comprehend how dumb of an idea that is. You know where you should be racing? Let's say you want to cut um, races from Texas, right? You want to cut one of the Texas races, whatever. That's fine. You know where you could race instead, though? Places like Rockingham or Nashville, which I know they're trying to do, to be fair. Uh, Memphis. You know, th there's regions of the current places where NASCAR does kind of race around that still has enough fans that they would come out to see these tracks. Go to, an, a, you know, a short track. Go to an oval track in the heart of the nascar community go up to iowa those people up in iowa i'm sure would love to see a cup series race up there because they're just middle class americans and i'm sure they like nascar that's your target audience stop making these dumb mistakes nascar i understand some people want change i get it but these are not the changes we need. You don't need to change what NASCAR already is because there's many other options out there for race fans if they don't want to watch NASCAR. And sure, some of these changes are minor, like the lug nut. And I don't, like I said before, I'm not trying to sound petty about this thing. Obviously, the low horsepower is a lot more of a serious issue to deal with than a single lug nut. I get that. Um, I, my buddy Rusty Walrus on Twitter made that point and I totally under, I, I understand it does. It seems petty when we have these bigger issues, but my point is why are they making this change? Then we have to address the fact that this is currently a change that they're about to make. It's not, we have five lug nuts right now. They're going to make this change. Why give up any of this? We need to harp on them about all these stupid decisions because you know what? At this point, they're going to lose their entire fan base, but also I'm just going to get more into super late models um, or late model stock car racing because that's what I like. I like stock car racing. I like the product on the track, and I like the culture and the atmosphere around it, and those are the two things that NASCAR is desperately trying to change about itself, and it makes no sense. There you go. That's my rant about all the changes those are the updates, uh, so everybody can get those, and that's my rant and my opinion on all these changes that are going on. Um, moving over, shifting to the fifth gear, apparently, uh, we had another Erska race on Monday, and it was very enjoyable. Unfortunately, Eric Estep 
was not able to drive my car in that race because he's busy uh, actually having a real racing career, which is cool, which is why I love the fact that he is, you know, in my car. It's pretty awesome. But I had somebody sub in for him, a guy named Chris Wright, and it's at ChrisKW24. If anybody wants to go follow him, he did incredible. He was running second the whole race. He was at Richmond. And unfortunately, he got involved into two accidents uh, late in the race, none of which were his fault. He just got taken out, unfortunately. It happens. But he raced incredible, and I think I found my official sub-in for my busy driver, Christian Eckes. It was a really, really good race. It was a lot of fun. I highly recommend everybody go checking it out because I was a I was very anti-i-racing. I'm going to be honest before all this went down. I was anti-i-racing. I was like, this is stupid. Why would I care about watching a video game? You know, that that's dumb. I'd rather watch real racing. But I got to say, it's enjoyable. It's not like you're watching this thing for four hours. You watch it for like an hour, and it's pretty damn enjoyable. Um, it does take skill. You know, I was totally wrong. This is not like playing PlayStation. iRacing takes some serious skill, and these drivers have definitely earned my respect. Um... It's a lot of fun. Go check it out. It's Erska. I've talked about this series a lot. It's on YouTube, and they stream the races live with commentators and everything. It's really awesome, the whole production of it. So the rest of this episode, um, I got to just kind of, quote-unquote, interview some of these drivers. Me and Trey and Chris from Belly Up Sports. After the race, these drivers came into our uh, Discord chat. And we were supposed to kind of talk with them, but instead they just were all shit-talking each other. It was a lot of fun. It was really funny. I highly recommend everybody go check it out. And I'm going to wrap this episode up with just some of the, the clips that I got from that that I thought were funny. A little bit more lighthearted than this whole rant episode. I think I just ranted for like 30 minutes about these changes. And yes, I am an angry boomer, but I love it. Please stay tuned for more important messages and previews at the end of this video. What's up, Scott? How's it going, man? Uh, pretty crappy night, that's for sure. Yeah, we actually wanted to have you on because we saw you getting uh, involved in quite a bit of these wrecks. What was going on there? I don't know. It just seemed like every wreck just kept on taking me out, so I don't know what else to do. Yeah, it seemed like everybody kept coming at you. Uh, I don't know if they were directly trying to get you or you just kept getting involved in these wrecks. I just kept going, getting involved. I had nowhere to go on a lot of these wrecks. Yeah, sorry to hear that, man. We were uh, <laughs> we were rooting for you after those couple wrecks because we wanted to see what you could do. Seems like everybody's joining this chat all of a sudden. All of a sudden, yeah. This is where the party's at, man. <laughs> hey. Party, Marshall. <laughs> Anybody got any beef they want to? Uh, uh, ah, yeah, I'm just there? I'm just fucking thrilled right now. Yeah, well, I can... <laughs> what yeah, happened Brandon, exactly, Brandon? Best fucking night of my us life. This. Trying to fucking arc the corner to get a run down the front stretch. I didn't even get to fucking make it turn left before I was sideways. Brandon, I don't think it helps that you had such an ugly car. <laughs> <laughs> Where did yours finish? Oh, 11 is 11. Uh, no, no thanks to you on that last one. <laughs> Look, that's not my fucking fault. <laughs> I just saw the well, just with that... the 69. That's all I saw. Oh. Yeah, uh, Chris, I did shut the door on you a few times. I will apologize for that. It was just getting to the end of the run. I saw you getting a few runs sometimes, and I just let you go. So I'm sorry if I held you up in any way. Yeah, Stanley, you're just coming up my car. You just see that beautiful purple, and you just want to go for it. Is that it? it 
it looks so nice in my side mirror, but you were just you were fast, man. You had some good pace. Yeah, let me tell you, me and Josh need to have a boxing match here. Oh, <laughs> I, I think four nine, can... Johnny. I four nine. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we can all admit that my paint scheme's way better than Brandon's, though, right? Yeah, I think oh. so. There you go. Um, I only Wait, saw so a, a white car tonight. They're so lying then. to you. <laughs> they're in your your fucking Discord right now. I'm okay with that. Nothing <laughs> needs reviewed immediately, does. Oh, I'd say so. I'll do everything tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, there, I think there is a few restarts over. that need to be yeah. checked. I think. No, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm going to fucking sleep. I'm pissed off. Yeah, change your paint scheme, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna run a fucking paint scheme with a bullseye on the fucking back. <laughs> Hit here, dude. I felt like everybody's ragdoll tonight too, dude. I had a car literally jump over my my. Nah, but that was fun, guys. I'll holler at you boys later on. Y'all have a good night. Alright, get out here, Brandon. No one wants to talk to you anymore. <laughs> well, Chris, I want to thank Whatever. you for running the car tonight. Um, if it makes you feel any better, you uh, finished higher than Christian Eckes. Not really. I felt like I should have ran second to fifth. Well, you looked good. Yeah, the yeah, car looked it good. It was fun racing with everybody. It was my first time racing with a lot of guys in here, so I had a lot of fun. With Christian's schedule, you know, I'll be needing subs and whatnot, so I'll definitely uh, keep you in mind in the future as well. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity tonight. Like I said, if it wasn't for the bitch of the hour here that just joined us. Maybe I should uh, poach Stanley so uh, my car will be the one wrecking instead of getting Whoa. wrecked. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, who else is here? Anybody else got any grievances they want to air out? I'd like to punch my computer in the mouth. How much did you have to pay to get a mouth hole in that computer? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, How much did you pay for that? Pay for that. It's only an extra 20 That's a pretty good deal. I'd take it. I'd take yeah, it. a lot of people don't know about it. Okay, I'm going to look into this mouth hole uh, situation and find computer. I don't want to know what you're going to do with that. No, my computer wouldn't let me qualify, so, and then I had to back out. I started the race. That makes sense. You should definitely punch it in the mouth hole then. I'm going to punch it right in the DVD player. <laughs> I was hoping more of y'all wanted to fight each other. I was ready for that. I wanted to fight David Strack. Oh, dude. Okay, yeah, I will say that one. Josh, I want to fight you. Let's go. Yeah, Josh, were you just targeting Chris at that point? He was literally in the Discord, like saying, "Watch what I'm gonna do to Chris right now." <laughs> I totally could see that. Totally could see that. No, like I said in my interview, Chris and I have ran thousands of laps around each other, and we don't have issues like that. It's just a bad deal. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm yeah. kind of wondering, uh, Josh, do we go three wide down the back straight? Uh, when that little incident kind of happened, because I remember looking to my right and seeing you right next to me. And I oh, yeah. didn't know if yeah. oh man, I gotta go back and watch that then. That's yeah. awesome. I'm glad we made it through there all right then. My intention was was for the 08 not to, but I didn't want to wreck him in front of everybody. Yeah, yeah we were, I went backwards and Damien was in front of me and I was like, Yeah, I knew you weren't gonna lift. I was just like, hopefully I don't hit him if I come up a little bit. We were both going for that was a, that was a really fun battle at that end of the restart. Before he comes in here, I think there needs to be a bounty on Nick. Because I don't think anybody passed him under the green flag tonight. Add some more money to the pot. Let's do this. <laughs> Let me just be clear. As long as Eka shows up next week, I will be spotting for that car. Oh, okay. Josh likes me, and he still wrecked me tonight. So imagine what he's going to do to somebody he doesn't. <laughs> well, Josh, I hope that you know I love you. So please don't wreck my car. Too late for that. <laughs> he's got a point. <laughs> Again, I guess I should say. Need to bring out the Denny Hamlin uh, short track racing kid. <laughs> just short track racing. <laughs> I'm thinking uh, we get a Clint Boyer Jeff Gordon style fight at Phoenix next week. Hell yeah. Maybe. 
Somebody uh, throwing them into turn three? <laughs> Nick, anybody you want to fight? I was going to fight Chris and Josh. They were 10 to go. I would be scared if Nick ever actually wanted to fight somebody. He's too nice. Well, if y'all could keep up with him, maybe. We're trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Nick, did anyone pass you on a green flag lap? Or did you really pay attention? Josh did, I, ran, I think. Josh I did. ran second to him. Well, that wasn't on old tire. or like. Yeah, I ran second to Nick for about 100 laps tonight, and nobody ever passed him. Yeah, so I feel like this is two weeks in a row that my car has run really well, and then gets wrecked. Welcome to iRace. Wonderful. I think you're just the bad luck charm, Rattlesnake. No, it's because they just see that beautiful purple and they can't help it. <laughs> that or they get blind I can't. It, so it's so beautiful. <laughs> On the broadcast comments, it says that somebody said the 95 is dirty. I'm telling you, no room for that in the sport. People are like, <laughs> black, black flag the 95. What? what? Was it, People are like, black, was flag, it black flag the 95. It was not me, I promise. I mean, here I am. I get one opportunity to race and the guy just you know, he just wrecks me from top three. I, I... Yeah, Chris was a fan favorite, man. He just wrecked him. It's not a good look. Driving the best-looking car on the track. Damn right. It's not the best It's like Kyle Busch wrecking Dale Jr. here, man. Not a good look. Oh, let's say let's say that me and Josh get together and actually have a little fight. Would that make the Twitter or the, or the podcast? That would make a yeah, y'all can, video. Y'all, yeah, y'all can definitely come on the podcast if you want to box. I could get a fight started between me and Rattlesnake right here in this this room right now. <laughs> Let's hear it. Y'all cheated. Well, we're still World Series champs. I don't give a shit. Not really. Yes, we are. This What's your favorite awesome. team? The Dodgers. The Dodgers. Oh, my God. Get out of here. Y'all can't win shit. Well, now that he's gone, I've been wanting to fight Scott. That's who it was. The point of this was to fight him while he was here. Yeah. yeah. See, I, I'm going to just fight him on the track. Well, Phoenix is next. Turn three is really fun. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of room into turn three. You can shorten that corner up if you're just looking to get to the middle of it. Oh, we got our first Twitter one. Scott Crump goes bonehead move of the race by Ty Dylan Thomas for taking me out and puts a video. Oh, man. I just went, oh! <laughs> oh, I didn't see it from that end. Oh, my. So that's what happened. All right. I'm getting out of here. All right, later. Later, boys. Later, Trey. See you. It was straight shot All it took was luck to not get caught Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.